What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up? And you're listening to another episode of Nerd Sound. And sitting across from me, as always, is Danny Fernandez. And you're Ify Wadiway. Yeah, I didn't say my name. I was going <laughs> to try and rectify it, but you're already on it. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, no. T- tag team partner. Yeah, tag team partner from the top rope into the middle of the ring. I don't know enough wrestling to On top chime of someone. <laughs> Three Pile count. drive. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're halfway there. Thank you. I know. Now all the people who... Well, we already did the wrestling episode. Now we got to do the New Japan episode. I almost said Seth Rogen, but that's Joe Rogan, and that's different. That's MMA. Yeah, that's MMA. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm almost there. I mean, that was a, yeah, <laughs> double goof. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about wrestling or MMA today. We're not talking about Stone physical. Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that is one. That is one. Thank you. Do you uh, do you know what is uh, what is famous? Uh, do you know what Austin three sixteen stands means? What what it's there for? Um, I know it's from the Bible. No, that's uh, that's John three sixteen. Oh. Austin three sixteen means something different than the Bible. One. But it's supposed to be a a reference to the Bible, right? Yeah, it's a reference to the Bible because he had a feud with his uh, with someone whose whole like persona was like he was like this almost like pastor kind of christian person so then he coined the term austin 316 blankety blank 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 do you oh. know what that is oh no oh it's i just whooped your ass oh okay and that's uh well, didn't he like have a can of whoop ass was that him nope. no no okay you're, you're thinking, for uh, goldberg yeah yeah goldberg goldberg but okay. let's not forget about the most famous wrestling move that there is rikishi or wrestler there is rikishi uh, that's, nope, that's yeah, unforgettable. Yeah. yeah, Rikishi, and he had the stink face. Uh, <laughs> stink face, yes, that's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, he uh, he has a 
a wrestling school out here, uh, Knox Pro. Does he and really? My buddy, yeah, my buddy Brett trains there, and I went to see one of their like uh, their matches, and Rikishi came out and he hit somebody with a stink face, and I was like, "We're back, baby!" Yeah, I yeah. did have a ten episode show with Xavier Woods. Yeah, yeah, and um, probably good that I didn't know who he was because I was chill about it, and yeah, people yeah, were writing me like, "What the heck? You're friends yeah. with Xavier Woods?" And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, he's just my friend." Is he yeah. famous? He is. Yeah, Austin Creed, mm-hmm. uh, aka Xavier Woods, aka from New Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. aka Bootios. Yeah, yeah, Bootios. That was that was a gimmick. But we're not here to talk about WWE <laughs> or MMA or Austin three sixteen. Did you know? Wait, I want to say one thing because it's in my blood. My um, uncle is a world champion Brazilian jiu jitsu fighter. You okay. do know that. I know. Yeah, that yeah. You, knew you that. told me about it when okay, I told anyways. you. Okay. Anyway, used to be all in the BJJ. Yeah. So any- I just uh, removed a J. Um, so different last name, but uh, for people that are going to Google. Um, yeah. It's not in my wiki. I don't have a wiki. We're not here to talk about <laughs> MMA. BJJ, WWE, Austin 316, Danny's Uncle, Bunny We're here to talk about today. The power of three. The power of three. Mm -hmm. A hit. A hit WB show. Mm -hmm. It's called Charm. Yeah, and we brought our friend Omar Allen to talk about it. Hey, how you doing, Omar? Good, good. How are you guys? How did it feel to sit through all of that? Like, based on... What you thought this podcast was about, and then what you just witnessed right in, right in front of you—the whole wrestling thing. Or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that, but I mean, I'm well versed in all of my. I grew up in the '90s. You had yeah. wrestling, you had Charmed, you had your video games, Game Boy, you had your everything. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty well rounded oh, yeah. when it comes to all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, but, well, before we get into Charmed and all that good stuff, we like to talk about what we're geeking out about this week. So what you geeking out about this week, Omar? Uh, this week, I'm definitely geeking out about all of the um, the flash sales that PlayStation's having right now. I recently started reviewing indie video games, um, rating and reviewing indie video games. So whenever I t- uh, catch like a flash sale and just an obscure no-name title that you and your friends have never heard of, I'm just on it like that. And yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So, what's a, what's an indie title that's kind of caught your eye recently? Recently, I've been stuck on uh, Wizards of Legend. Okay. It's um, kind of like a dungeon-crawling uh, 8-bit pixel art game, and it's I've been stuck on it for like the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a little obsessed with it. I think this is the first game that I've ever got a um, platinum trophy in, mm. and I've had PS3, PS4. I was never like a trophy hunter or anything, yeah. but I just... I accidentally got a platinum. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, did y'all see that Garfield Racing's getting a sequel? Did you see that announced? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, it's been all over the tweets. It's, oh, it's been, been all, all over, over the, the tweets. Tw- the Twitters. <laughs> and, um, but this is like, come on. It, what about Diddy Kong Racing? Y'all, I will fight for Diddy Kong Racing until the day I die. Didn't yeah. they just bring back Crash? Yeah, racing? Crash yeah. Team Racing. Why are I saw you that, bringing yeah. back? Why? What's wrong with my man Diddy? And he had Conquer in there. Yeah, uh, you know. I remember Conquer's Bad Fur Day because that was the first like adult <laughs> game. I yeah, played. yeah, yeah. There was a very explicit scene between a bee and a flower, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> this is naughty." Also, Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. They're um, new DLC characters too. Yeah, Super I mean. Excited. 
I'm I'm Garfield is cool. <laughs> I'm I'm I'll play it. I love all the cart games. I'm actually really good. Oh, at uh, so we have a mutual friend, Christopher Smith Bryant. He's a part of the LA Gaming Society, which Omar is also in. Yes. Um, and he was on our Sims episode and a couple of other episodes. But he had a Mario Kart tournament uh, at his place, and I beat everybody. Oh, look! I at was cool. very proud of myself. Uh, who's your driver? Who's your main driver? Oh. I'm not gonna give that secret away. I actually change it. Oh really? I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ify, you, you have a main driver. Uh, a cart man. Uh, I mean, in Mario Kart, it's definitely gonna be my man's uh, Toad. I feel like he has the flexibility to 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 get where I need him to get. Mm-hmm. And I and I like those like newer kind of Formula One style cars gotcha. with the tiny wheels. <laughs> I love feel. Toad, but I don't know how. I feel like they made me because like they had all picked already. I feel mm-hmm. like they made me be Bowser or something. I hate Bowser, and I, I hate Bowser too. But I won. I don't know. Whenever you crash into the back of him, then it like knocks you out. Like you hit like a banana or a wall because of the spikes on his shell. And yeah. no one ever expects that, like the heavier characters. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. What are oh, you wait. geeking out about? That, Danny? Yeah, that's Danny's true. trying to rush past her geeks. I'm actually geeking out about a book. I'm reading a book right now. Um, it's uh, <laughs> I think it's like a self help book, but that's chill. It's Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And um, found it from listening to old episodes of Super Soul Sunday from Oprah, which those are kind of hit or miss for me. But this one in particular, she did like an entire series on his book, uh, so much so that I went and got it. And I like it a lot. It talks about your pain body, which is something that I relate to heavily, uh, how we live with trauma and how uh, we kind of like that we need to like separate ourselves from that that doesn't like define us and how a lot of times you'll meet someone else that has a pain body similar to you and that's how people get in like abusive relationships or they carry that from when they're children um it's really fascinating what's it called again uh new earth new earth yeah it's called a new earth and um uh yeah it was great i mean i've just been listening to it uh nonstop. Another one that I recommend, especially if you're in the creative space, and I've read this three different times, is Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. It is so good. If you are a writer, especially because she's a writer, uh, she's the one that did Eat, Pray, Love and a bunch of other uh, books. But it is so great for creative artists who are stuck. I mean, she's just... I I've read it. I have the audiobook of it. I just like I wanted to listen to it in my car. It's it's really great for uh for kind of helping you get out of your own head and whatever's stopping you from pursuing a creative life. So yeah, yeah those are mine. Books. Yeah. And and mine is uh you know uh it's going to be something you sh- you should know about this by the time this episode drops and if not this is the first you're going to hear of it and don't make it hot you know don't make it hot that is is coming but um i am the the new host of uh twitch's show fresh stock which is a sneaker show live on twitch on thursdays uh and while you're listening to this i'm in new york probably have a show probably check my twitter and see if i'm around you but i'll be up in new york but i'll be up in new york uh uh, this at this point would be this past weekend uh, doing a segment for the NBA 2K League Finals, uh, talking to them about, you know, basketball, sports games, you know, a game genre that admittedly I don't play much of. But I do <laughs> love sneakers and we're going to be I'm gonna be talking about kicks. It's going to be uh, interesting deciding what kicks I bring up to New York because I don't like traveling with m- like 
my like super dope kicks. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm bringing the Sakai's up because uh, our friend, friend of the pod, Yadoye, has the Sakai's in a different color. So uh, we're going to be matchy boys. I'm going to force him to do that with me to <laughs> match Nigerians. But yeah, so I'm real hyped about that. Definitely tune in on Thursdays on the Twitch. I'll be uh, posting it online. We're talking sneakers. If you like sneakers and if you like, uh, you know, nerdy stuff, that's where you need to be. Yo, did you see that photo shoot I did, though, with my sneakers? Were yeah, you yeah. proud of me? Oh, yeah. Those were the ones I, uh, you, I remember when you were telling me about those sneakers and I was like, those do look like DBZ sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great. They look like Bulma from Dragon Ball, and I got them. Uh, and every, I felt bad because I got them a couple months ago, but I didn't want to wear them until I had time to shoot in them. So I finally went out and did this photo shoot. They were super dope. Um, you can check out my – if you're in L.A. and you want to shoot with the artist that did it, highly recommend um, Mackenzie Lenora. Uh, all of her stuff is on there on my thing. But I didn't wear them for a couple of months, so I felt bad when I dropped that photo shoot because I was like, where can I get these? And they're all sold out. Yeah, <laughs> They've been sold out for like yeah. two months. For a while now. <laughs> But you can check uh, StockX, see if they got them. Yeah, that's true. They don't. But uh, (laughs) I looked. I tried to send people a leak. But maybe they do now. I don't know. Um, We're talking about Charmed. Speaking of the magic of shoes, let's talk about the magic of sisterhood. Let's talk about the magic of being a hit WB show for eight seasons. Uh, Started in the 90s, 1998, up until... I graduated high school in 2006. <laughs> yeah, that was a really long time. Yeah. Were you watching it that whole time, Omar? Uh, definitely. I didn't watch it in order, which I kind of hate it. Like, because growing up, you would just catch like reruns. Oh, yeah, and, like, 100%. You never knew when. Um, just growing up, I just came into like the middle of the series. But catch it on FX every morning they would show like reruns so I would watch it before I would go to school every day uh, eventually once Netflix and streaming became a thing and I didn't have to buy like box sets anymore I just sat down and just binge watched the entire series after like two or three months and that was my new like show that I would go to <laughs> really yeah so that's yeah because it does feel like everyone has their one show that they will just Rewatch yep. as many times as that. Like for my sister and Kiru, it's uh, Friends. She likes Friends in the Friends Office. Good, those, good. those are all Dude, Office people. The Office yeah. is great. I love it. But man, they're just like instead of yeah. watching a new yeah, yeah, series, like, nah, they just go back to it. the Office. Yeah, yeah. Mine's like Scrubs or Charmed. Ooh, Scrubs is Scr- good. Scrubs is a good throwback. But uh, you know, we're gonna get the nitty gritty <laughs> out of the way, like I normally do at the top of every episode. And give you the, you know, straight up breakdown, which is the fact that Charmed is an American fantasy drama television series created by Constance M. Burge and produced by Aaron Spelling and his production company Spelling Television with Brad Kern serving as showrunner. The series originally was broadcast by the WB for eight seasons from October 7th, 1998 until May 21st of 2006. The series narrative follows a trio of sisters known as the Charmed Ones, the most powerful good witches of all time, who use their combined power of three to protect innocent lives from evil beings such as demons and warlocks. Each sister possesses unique magical powers that grow and evolve while they attempt to maintain normal lives in modern-day San Francisco, keeping their supernatural identities separate and secret from their ordinary lives often becomes a challenge for them. They're like Spider-Man, but sisters. Uh, this is that I added that one. <laughs> With the exposure of magic having far-reaching consequences on their various relationships and resulting in a number of police and FBI investigations throughout the series, the series initially focused on the three Hallwell sisters, Prue, Piper, and Phoebe. Following Prue's death in the third season finale, spoiler alert, 
Their long-lost half-sister, Paige Matthews, assumes her place within the power of three from season four onwards. And I'm going to run that back. Prue was Shannon Do- Doherty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Piper was Holly Marie Combs. And Phoebe was Alyssa Milano. This is uh, wild because I can't wait and to go. And then Rose McGowan, yeah. Yeah. Which, that was a big deal. Yeah. I can't wait to see what was the real reason Prue ended up dying, uh, which I think might smell either contract or, I mean, Shannon Doherty might have been getting that movie check and was like, I'm out. Yeah, so the WB, which is now the CW, and I was like, why is it called the, I never realized why is it called the CW. Yeah. Do you know why? No. It's CBS and WB combining. Oh. So they took the C and the W. That's why, okay. It's a very simple and easy thing that I had no idea about. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? So anyways, and then now we have the new Charmed, which is on... CW. CW, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you have a particular character that you gravitated towards? Definitely Piper. And Piper was just badass. She could control time. She just flash her hands at you. Everything would stop. She could also just blow stuff up. She points at you and just make explosions just explo- appear out of her hands. And she was just like kind of like the leader. She was the older sister of everybody. And she was just, she was just badass all around. Would you say that the fan base said that's their favorite? Do you I, think the fan base has a favorite? I don't know. I just feel I, like depending on like your personality and your nature and who you are, you're going to gravitate towards one sister more than the other because out they have their own like things in their personal lives that make them each unique. Like Paige is always going through relationship drama because she's like, excuse me, um, Phoebe's always going through relationship drama because she's an empath or um, Paige is focused on her career and Piper's like worried about mother, like parenthood and trying to like lead a normal life and like lead a well-rounded life for her children. So depending on what you're going through in life, you could definitely like gravitate to more towards one than the other. But she was definitely like the role model in my opinion. I was always adjacent to this. Like I didn't really grow up watching the original Charmed, mm-hmm. but it was my understanding that everybody, not everybody, but I thought it was like a Alyssa Milano was like a big deal. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was like my mom's and her sister's like favorite show. So like I definitely wasn't like going to see it, but I was forced to see it because, you know, they had the TV on lock. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch episodes with y'all. See, the interesting part about Alyssa Milano's character is that she was a half witch, half white lighter, which is basically like a guardian angel to the witches. So each one, she was each witch is assigned like a guardian angel and that's who like watches over them and, and guides them through like becoming a witch. So she was like not supposed to happen because you're not supposed to fall in love with a white lighter. And she's like the forbidden child. So she she had a lot going for her as well. So I could see that being a fan favorite. Um, She also had a romantic relationship with fellow employee Leslie St. Clair, Nick Lachey. Yeah. <laughs> talk to talk me through this. Uh yes. <laughs> Nick Lachey was her was her significant other for a good while. I believe he was killed by a demon, unfortunately. Sounds um, like it. Yes. But um yeah, he was also he was a co- go ahead. I was gonna say he looks so much like a angel. Like a whom yes. was the guy's name? Uh, David Boreanis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nick Lachey and and David look so much alike that yes. it and it was the same time Angel, I think, was also out, right? Because yes. it was after Buffy. So I feel like they were just grabbing all those dudes with the strong jaws. Oh, yeah. They'd all go to dudes. the upfronts and be like, what's good? 
<laughs> it was they're good. like they're like alternate universe versions of each other. Um, okay, so yeah, so so you talked a little bit about some of their powers. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Prue? Uh, Prue, she had she was a telepath, so she was able to move things with her mind. Um, she also died, and well, at the end of season four, she mm-hmm. died. And that's when things got all wonky because it's all about the power of three and sisterhood. Right. And without there being three charmed ones, their powers don't work. So there was this weird little hiatus where they're trying to figure out, well, like, if we're not the charmed ones, then who are we? What are we? And then they find out that their mom had this secret affair. That's when Melissa Milano comes in. Oh, wait, that's when Rose McGowan Rose comes McGowan, in. excuse yeah. me. Excuse Rose me. McGowan, yes. yeah. Uh, but if we're, if for those who are like, what happened behind the scenes? So uh, Shannon Doherty, who, uh, mm-hmm. who plays Prue, uh, was coming hot off the heels of a great career. She was on uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Mm-hmm. She had clout. She came out. But she also had a record of being a little bit of a diva. She apparently on set, she was having like uh, just straight out lashing out at people. And it's rumored that her and Jenny Garth threw hands like they like that's how (laughs) intense it got. So then uh, wait, that was on Beverly Hills 90210. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But um, but so she goes on to um, to Charmed and then her and uh, her and Alyssa Milano did not get along and so eventually it kind of ramped up to the point that that they just ended up i don't think she got the boot i think shannon dipped uh you know it's all hazy because you know it's all hearsay it says here well that is true it says here on charm she was allegedly fired by producer aaron spelling after an ultimatum from milano so milano said and i'm sure that there is an e-true hollywood story about this I'm sure the so that just shows like the transfer of clout. Like that's the thing is when you when you get spicy, and then the clout transfer to a, one Alyssa Milano, she can be the one that's like, which one are you picking? I wonder if it's different now. Like you know, anytime I hear that a woman is difficult on set, I'm like, show me receipts. What yeah. did she do? You yeah. know, um, and I, because I I feel like you know sometimes women get a bad rep for doing the same exact thing that men do, but men get away with it and are mm-hmm. often kept. Um, and so, well, she told people in 1993, I'm not saying I don't have my moments of bitchiness because everyone has them, but it's never for no reason. And uh, also went on to say, I've always been a ballsy kid. I know it pisses some people off, but it isn't the end result much better. Yeah, she. So, she it sounds like she might have been running her mouth. <laughs> well. I, <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because it is that thing of like there's the assertiveness and we're we should just call this tea time whenever yeah, we're yeah. uh we don't always get drama with everything that we are covering. So but it does say here, um, for her part, she has admitted to making mistakes, blaming her behavior on the pressures of fame, her youth and problems in her personal life. The thing about youth is you and I know young people who are famous who mm-hmm. don't act like this. Yeah. So like I get it to some extent. But, oh, this is such 90s drama. I know. We're actually going to take a really quick break, and then we're going to hop back in to the messiness and the beautifulness that is charmed right after these messages. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine, their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver. So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. 
For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. So yeah, Charmed actually had a cult following. <laughs> and with its first episode that dropped on the WB, Something Wicca This Way Comes. I imagine, though, that the the actual witch community probably... Because oh, that, yeah. that was an issue now. So the, the, yeah, the Charmed yeah. now was very important. I think they have a bruja that's on it as a writer. It's very important, I know, that you're not just using witchcraft mm-hmm. and that you know for tv or whatever when this is actually people's beliefs yes. so but also i can imagine like one million moms <laughs> not being okay with it my mom that might have been a reason i didn't really watch it my family's super catholic and anything that involved a ouija board which they had and stuff yeah i mean they're I, weird about it i mean i don't mess with ouija boards either i love some charm but if i go <laughs> in someone's house and there's a ouija board there i'm leaving <laughs> I was at a I was at a party and it was like a witch party in quotes or whatever and people had someone posted in the Facebook group oh we have a I'm gonna bring a Ouija board and I said I'm not gonna go I don't blame you if I'm there you will contact somebody <laughs> if you know yeah. that I'm spooky and haunted yeah, yeah you're very spooky very haunted so Charmed was the second highest rated series on the WB behind Seventh Heaven totally <laughs> forgot about that show wow those are two totally separate shows you have an extremely Christian show. Did you watch Seventh Heaven too? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Ify, no. did you watch Seventh Heaven? Uh no. Actually, I did. I was watching it pretty pretty religiously as a kid, pun intended. And then like those twins got involved, and they for some reason they thought it was a good idea that they always would talk at the same time, but they weren't good actors, so it was always off. Just two kids trying to be like, win. It was very bad. Uh, but yeah, no, I was deep in seventh heaven. I, I was I was watching. Do you that. like Jessica Beale? Of course. Come okay, on. okay. No, I mean I did too. Uh it, so um in two thousand six, Charm became the longest running hour long ow, an hour long. Hour long episodes. 
Yeah, yeah, getting kids to watch that is that's impressive. It became yeah. the longest running hour long television series featuring all female leads, and uh, and then was later surpa- uh, surpassed by Desperate Housewives in 2012. So Omar, why don't you hit us off with some of your favorite episodes, just to give you know a viewing guide for anyone who's like jumping in and and want to just check out some apps to get them you know sucked in to the charmed life. Um, so one of my favorite episodes would definitely have to be when. Phoebe, she was dating a demon named Cole, and it was a really hectic on-again, off-again relationship and secrets on both sides because she can't give up her secret that she's a witch and her sisterhood and everything. He can't give up his secret that he's a demon going for king. But everybody knows this about them, but them? Basically, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, That he's a demon and trying to be king of the underworld and go for the... um, release the source of all evil upon mankind and wait i'm sorry are they in college no they're they're all out of college okay okay. actually i'm I'm trying to figure out their age um so it's like mid-20s to early 30s phoebe actually went back to school um in a later season probably about season three or four but yes um she was dating a demon named cole who was played by uh julian mcmahon which um I'm, I totally butchered his last name, but you know him from Nip Tuck. He was one of the main doctors. Oh, oh. my gosh. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he's in something else recent. Oh, he's in um. Oh, uh, uh, the Marvel, the Runaways, I think. Yes. The, yeah. Yes. The tech guy. Oh, super dope. Okay. Um. So, yes, they um, eventually the secrets get out and they discover that. Well, he's always known all along that he fell in love with um, the charmed, the charmed one, Phoebe. And once the sisters find out, they have to vanquish him. And it's up to Phoebe to throw like the last vial. And I just remember this heart wrenching episode of the first two sisters throw the vials down on the ground, and the oh, smoke yeah. like starts coming up to Dragon Mahill, and she's like crying and sobbing, and she just can't do it, but she knows she has to. And she finally th- musters up the courage to throw it, and that was it. And that, they had vanquished him like four or five times before, because yeah. like like I said, it was like on again, off again. But this final time when they were just like, no, we we have to get rid of him. He's too strong. It was it was heartbreaking because like you were kind of fighting for her. Cause she was just like she she was an empath. She wore her heart on her sleeve, and like you were. She felt everything more than everybody. So you you were rooting for her. Yeah. And just to watch like that crumble apart and then her have to like rebuild her love life and everything afterwards it was it was an amazing episode okay but wait it says he later returns for a guest appearance in the season seven episode the seven year witch where it is revealed his spirit is trapped between realms people really must have like what that means to me is people really liked him yeah they like kept bringing him back yes Mm -hmm. um but yeah, he didn't. He came back for that one episode. episode. Yeah, just uh-huh. as a spirit. But he wasn't. They finally got rid of him because he was he was hard as hell to kill. <laughs> he was that one character who just just kept coming back. Okay, so yeah. So what are some of your other favorite moments? Definitely the the big finale, the final battle. They uh, I hate to like keep skipping around like this, but it's just um, they discovered that they had. They took on an apprentice uh, named Billy and then her sister who ended up becoming the source. Yeah. Can you tell people what the source is, like what that means? So the source is basically like the the greatest evil. That's what the Charmed Ones are made to. That's what they're destined to fight. They're It's the source of all magic itself. So whoever gets their hands on it, 
basically it's whether it's used for good or evil it's it's like raw energy raw power which is where they all draw everything from and um that's that's where that's who they're destined to fight um so like i was saying at the the season finale of the entire series there was a apprentice named christy christy mm-hmm. and um her sister had been taken hostage by I believe it was the sister. No, the, 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 um, the assistant was Billy, right? And her sister Bill, was Christy. Yes. Who ended up working, her sister Christy ended up working for the source and, um, and being manipulated by them when they were kidnapped, um, when they kidnapped her from a very young age to like, because she was like one of the most powerful witches out there. Um, at the final battle, Piper and the other, uh, Piper, P- Phoebe, and Paige, they, they lost everything. Their house literally exploded in like this ultimate battle. And that was like their everything. Their the magic, the books, the everything was just destroyed. And at the end it was just her and her husband who was later returned to her. Um because he was her husband was their white lighter and their protector. And he kind of came and he was just like, whoa, like everything's like destroyed. And he took them out. He took uh, Piper out. And there was nothing that um, she thought she lost everything. But of course, like it's a season finale of a WB show back then. Yeah. You get your everything wrapped up in a nice little yeah. bow and everyone got what they wanted in the end. But it was it was a little heart wrenching at the moment where you're just like, oh, my God, did her sisters die? Is it yeah. just her that's left? What's what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Something that I didn't realize is that there's charmed uh, comic books. And those actually worked so with the series finale, which mm-hmm. we said what it ended in 2006, mm-hmm. that there was comic books that were released in 2010 that were a continuation of the television series. And it's actually set 18 months after the events of the final episode, Forever Charmed. Uh, Paul Ruditus was the lead writer for the first series and Raven Gregory helped him co-write the first three issues. The second and final comic book series, Charmed Season 10, debuted at New York Comic Con. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So it was like, they were literally called Charm Season 9 and Charm Season 10. I just think that's so like, who does that? Who would do that now? Like if a show got canceled, what is a show recently that got canceled? Can you imagine like them continuing it on with comic books? Yeah. Well, you remember they did that with Buffy. So the like WB already was kind of like, I thought Buffy was completely different, not completely different, but I didn't know that it was a continuation of like right after she ended that the comic book was then, you know what I mean? It just picks up. Just picks up where you can like essentially fan fiction where you can live on. I feel like if Supernatural ever got canceled, it would do that. Yeah. Supernatural has been on for years. Look, Brooklyn Nine-Nine could have had a a comic book up, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to save it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there were also several uh, board games of Charmed. Um, d- did you ever get to play any of those, Omar? I, I did not. No, but no. I bet we can go on eBay and find <laughs> some. Uh, the show's first board game, Charmed, The Book of Shadows. I love that people are just like, just low-key being a part of the occult. <laughs> if you bought the DVD box set, it came in a giant book of spell, like a spell book, the Book of Shadows. That, that and, stuff is real. And each like little page was a sleeve for your DVDs. It was it People was intense. joking around, gonna gonna Summon get themselves cur- I know, <laughs> not kidding. Your little Lucy's gonna start speaking in tongues. And and honestly, the box set. This is kind of cool. The complete series box set 
that was re-released had all four sisters on it. So some of these other characters that were really important to Charm. So Daryl Morris, he was a lieutenant. He was a lieutenant for the police department. And because they're the charmed ones and they're protecting San Francisco from all of the uh, ghouls and goblins and demons that are out just like murdering people, uh, he kept noticing that these three sisters would show up at all of his cases. And eventually a nosy cop, he ends up discovering their secret and they can only basically erase his memory or like stop him from trying to pry in their he basically became an issue to where it was just like look we either have to trust him with our secret and or we have to get rid of him and he was such a nice person and his his wife and everybody they um basically the charmed ones they trust he was the only mortal that they trusted with with his with their secret I love it because it says at the end of season seven, Daryl and his family moved to the East Coast. That was like the <laughs> the writers. That was like the writers' <laughs> solution of like this guy knows about them and he can either do something or they can only wipe his brain like so many times and they trust him. It does say that they eventually considered him part of yeah. their family. He was like the the brother basically. And then they were like, "We don't need there. you anymore. <laughs> move to the East Coast." I think it just got too much for him. He was a brother and all this witchcraft and stuff going on. He had to get out of there and move his family somewhere safe. I mean, if San Francisco <laughs> is haunted, I can understand. Makes sense. The Holloway Sisters White Lighter. Is that what we talked about? A guardian so, angel? Yeah, it's a guardian angel for witches. So their original guardian angel was Leo, which ended up becoming Piper's husband. And oh, that's like did a, they have a wedding episode? They had a wedding episode. Hell yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always down for those. <laughs> um, they had a wedding episode. It was amazing. But of course, like, it's a supernatural show. It always gets bombarded and interrupted by some kind of demon, monster, oh, yeah. or ghoul. Yeah, no, it can never... Uh... Even a funeral. Their sister's funeral got disrupted. So Leo's <laughs> introduced into season one as a sister's handyman hired to fix up their house, but they later discover that he just casually happens to be a white lighter, and then his duties often cause problems for his marriage to Piper. So how long did they date before they got married? Was it like a couple of seasons? So- Technically, they weren't allowed to date at all. That's, like, forbidden. So then after, like, season, I believe it was, like, season two or three, they sort of started, like, testing the waters. But that was just, like, all the elders, the higher-up witches who basically employ the white lighters. They're just, like, powerful sages. They they tried to intervene, but eventually she got got pregnant. And, yes— that was they were just like well there's no um no going back <laughs> so he's from this an one. Angel. there's no spell for that wait so he's an angel i'm trying to understand he's an angel right like a guardian angel basically okay. yes mm-hmm. okay I mean, that doesn't sound very heavenly. But. <laughs> he was like, look. <laughs> He's look, Lucifer. I know. He's trading in his wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not the first one. That's how their secret sister came about. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So this is a history with them. With yeah. their family. I love it. Yeah, they're, they're going up for the good, They're going for the good guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk. Uh, it seems like, you know, the story on uh, the old charm is wrapping up and after this break we'll start talking about the new charm after these messages you know everybody has their own wellness routine their own approach to a healthy lifestyle a lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root ashwagandha and so many others nature's way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years they understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver 
So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. So Omar, I mean, it had eight seasons. There's so many things we could talk about with the original charm, but essentially wrapping up, what should people know about it? You should know you're in for a hell of a ride. Like, you're going to have heartbreaks. You're going to have moments where you're just on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen. I mean, if Does you have Does it hold been... up? Have you gone back and watched it? Oh, you said yeah, it is I, your go-to. Okay. It holds up because it holds a place like dear in my heart because it's just – it holds up for me. Like, of course, there's some problematic things with it being an old 90s show and, <laughs> like, it it, tr- it – it, just watch it. You'll You'll enjoy it. It does its best. It's not as bad as a lot of like '90s shows that don't hold up at all. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if you're into that supernatural sort of sci-fi television series, it it'll be good for you. So every episode, did they have a monster of the week essentially that they were? Yes. Okay. So the book would so basically it would start off with a murder that happened in the city, and then they get like. They get notified that it's a supernatural thing, like, oh, he, this body was found drained of all its blood or no organs or inside out, whatever the craziness of San Francisco <laughs> San Francisco was going to bring to them that week. And um, they would basically investigate, and that's like the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode, and then go back to their Book of Shadows, which was a book of spells and like information about monsters, demons. It's like an arcana of the supernatural and the book was basically sentient in itself where they could just be like well we're looking for x y and z and the pages will start flipping around and it'll alert them as to what it is that's causing this trouble and how to defeat it isn't it crazy that this the, this was so popular in the 90s because we had the craft which came out in 96 oh, yeah. we had practical magic in 98 we had sabrina the teenage witch 
uh, which uh, it's like all of these are coming back. We also had like when you said, you know, there, it would start with a murder where all their blood would be drawn. I immediately thought of X-Files. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, and then, of course, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I would like to think that these all exist in the same world, <laughs> in the same universe, <laughs> that they're all just like actively trying to like, how did all this blood get sucked up? And like Scully and Mulder show up. But then also these sisters are on the side and they all think they're the ones that caught them. That'd be the ultimate crossover episode. Everybody. Someone needs to do that. Yeah. So now we're hopping into the new charm, the reboot, which premiered October 14th, 2018, right before Halloween. We are introduced to three new sisters uh, who, after the death of their mother, discovered they are the charmed ones. Yeah. So the new series. How do you feel about it, Omar? I felt great. Like, like I said, I love Charmed. It's my go-to show. So hearing that it's going to be rebooted, like I was on top of the world. And then... I sat down and binge watched it and I was not the biggest, I was not a happy camper. Let's just say that it was, um, it it was kind of a heartbreak for me. How did it feel different (laughs) than the original? It felt very, instead of it being about sisterhood and, um, and just like witchcraft overall. And it, it just felt very, we have a lot of boxes that we need to check because of today. It felt, Felt like they were pandering, just to be honest. It was very, um, we need a Latina, we need a black chick, we need we need representation from all, we need a LGBT character, we need to check all of these boxes. And I feel like they got so lost in checking these boxes that they weren't able to basically make, to reclaim what the t- uh, TV show used to be. So do you feel like it that's so fascinating because I feel like so many shows are able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it shouldn't I mean, in my opinion it doesn't feel forced because that's just how the world is. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have Afro-Latinas and 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 queer Latinas and 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 things. And I'm not I know that's not what you're saying, no. but you're saying essentially that you felt that that took center stage over overriding crime, like over okay, over like fighting demons. Yes. Okay. Okay. And and I appreciate that. I appreciate the representation. Um, of just everybody and trying to be inclusive um, to to all other cultures and and religions and races and trying to include everybody. And I feel like they even got lost in their own dialogue into their daily life where one of the, for example, one of the characters, uh, Maggie, she discovered that her, um, she'd been saying her entire life uh, identifying as Puerto Rican. Then it turned out that her, what her father was uh, black and it was just this really interesting debate on she was up for a school scholarship and she found out that because now she's black that she's open to all of these different opportunities now but she doesn't resemble black at all she's not black passing and it was this very like unique episode where you had to sit down and had a like a come to jesus moment with your sister and just like look you're you're black passing. You go out to the world, they see a black woman. They don't see a Latin woman or, or they just see you as black. So I feel like I'm taking this opportunity from somebody else who deserves it with the scholarship. How do you like I'm it was a very interesting like personality com, uh, conflict that they did address. And on some episodes, they're able to do it accurately and and interestingly. But most of the time, it just feels very forced and just very just not you can't connect with the characters 
Uh, so Carter Covington uh, it served as the showrunner for the first season, and I do know that it was picked up for uh, second a second season, mm-hmm. which will come out this October. Um, I imagine that they feel that that was something that they needed to address. I don't know if he, uh, if you want to weigh on, weigh in on this. I mean, it is different than the original Charmed because those were white women, and yep. I feel like if they didn't address it in twenty eighteen slash twenty nineteen. I don't know. I I totally it's such a weird balance. You know, it's like you want to just talk about supernatural things, but then you don't always have the luxury of doing Mm -hmm. it. And when you have a platform, you kind of want to use that platform to show how their lives, even if they are witches, are going to be different than the other sisters. They're just going to in America. Well, in the world in general, but they're just not going to have the same lives. Uh, So I understand why. But if you what are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like. A lot of the, you know, newer shows, and I don't think it's anyone's fault besides, you know, like a lot of times I feel like it could be, you know, networks and studios that want you to true to tackle yeah. like these things of like, this is what the kids are talking about. Because on Twitter, we're always having these debates. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, this is a show about witches. You're kind of reviving an IP that has a history. And, you know you ruin the chance of just having this diverse show that is just happens to be diverse when you kind of get kind of drowning in like the discussion of identity. I think if you had like a one-off episode like that, where you kind of talk about like, you know, essentially the debate of Afro Latinx folk, but it's still a witch show and that should always come first. Uh, You know, it is, it does have a second season and it can course correct. So, I, you know, I'm not going to count it out just yet. I think, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've heard us loud and clear. Or maybe they have. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the fan base. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't said anything to them. But I, I mean, think they have a new showrunner for the new season interesting. too. Okay. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it takes finding your ground. You know, yes. whenever this was originally set to – so, like, we see this stuff in uh, 2018. You know, they, this was announced a couple of years before mm-hmm. that, the reboot. And, you know, it might – so that's, like, right after the election, if you think about it. Uh, so it might be things that they felt that they had to tackle. So you're writing these you're writing these episodes. And then by the time you go to shoot it, and then by the time you edit it, then by the time it airs, it's like we've already had these conversations. And it's just still you, to us. Yeah, but, it, but yeah. it might have been super relevant or like they felt it was necessary for them to put into their art. But I totally feel, both of y'all, that sometimes it's like we deal with so much of this pain. Why do we have to be reminded of it constantly? Why can't we just fly around as witches yeah. and fight demons? Like we're not the ones that need to be reminded of our own pain. It's yeah. Like other people. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They did a great job at some points, like the inclusivity of, like you said about the Brujas and mm-hmm. that like now they have Latin spells that they, cause their mother was, um, was Puerto Rican. So they have like Latin spells in the spell book that they'll go through and they have different little blessings and prayers and spells that are authentic th- right, to right, the right. to the Latinx culture, which is interesting because if it was just like you said back then in the 90s with Shannon Doherty and three white women as witches, they only read the spells basically in English. They were like rhymes and chants mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of actually Latin things, um Latin spells that came straight from from history. I think this is hilarious that they're because like if a bruja is in that writer's room giving them this, that she'd be like, Man, I can't believe they're saying this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you guys saying it three or four times on set, something's gonna happen. <laughs> okay, so so talk to us through the new characters. We have Mel, 
Yes. You have yeah. Mel, who is the LGBT representation um, of the show. She um, recently, as you said before, they both recently lost their mother. And they were both, Mel and Maggie were sisters, uh, the original sisters, living in the home. They were, Mel was a PhD student. And uh, she was dating a cop named Nico, Mm -hmm. um, who was, um, she was also one of the characters who checked the box. She's an Asian-American actress. And um, it was interesting when they first introduced the character because she she felt the need to say it aloud, kind of like the meme where no one's asking. And then it's just like dot, 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 I'm Asian. And it was just, it was interesting how they how they presented her character um so then you have maggie who just started college as well uh or excuse me who just started college and she's all about like the greek life and she's all about rushing and for uh not uh sororities Mm -hmm. and um just an overall party girl and then you have macy who's the secret sister um she's the black one and she's a um she's a scientist yeah, so Maggie has the power of telepathy and mm-hmm. the ability to read the thoughts of other people. Uh, this was one of the first differences from the original show is the original youngest sister, who we said Phoebe, which was Alyssa Milano's character. Uh, she had the power of premonition. Yes. So a little bit different. So that was their mom's power. Their mom had the power mm-hmm. of premonition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mel, uh, she she has the power to time, stop time. Yes, time freezing. Yes, and then Macy, which is similar to the original middle sister, which was Piper, yes. which is Holly Marie Combs from the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like we said, it's later revealed that Mel is in fact the half sister. Yes, and was the not oldest. Macy. Yes. Yeah, and then we have Macy, who we haven't gotten into yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Macy's power. She's the telepath, so she's able to move things with her mind. Also. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the series, Macy is a half-demon, half-witch. So that's the, her main struggle while she's going through um, the, the, basically the series and discovering not only that she has sisters that she didn't know about and this whole other life of being a witch, but she's also a demon, which basically no one around her can relate to because they're the charmed ones. They're supposed to be killing demons. Yeah, and she's the, like, science nerd. Yes. She has a PhD. I love that they threw that in there. Science is magic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. She actually, she's the only one who merges her magic with science. So, like, she was fighting somebody, and like I said, she's a telepath. So she was just like, well, if I psychically (laughs) grab his carotid artery and hold it really tight, then... Love it. it, she (laughs) She has science magic. Uh, and we have Rupert Evans as Harry Greenwood, who is the sister's white lighter. Yes. Yeah. Or is it ever a, I might have missed this. Is it ever a woman that's a white lighter? Yes. Um, white in lighters the, can be women. I know. And, it just seems like the la- like in the last Charmed and this Charmed, they have a male white lighter. So Am I off? In the last one, Paige was a white lighter, the oh, secret okay. sister. So oh, she, right. she was half white lighter, half witch. Oh, right. Because her, okay, conceived her. Yes. Um. Yes, and then also later on in this series, they get a substitute white lighter named Tessa, and she it's a female um, as well. Cool. Um, so yeah, elders, uh, elders and white lighters. They can be men or women. Are you so? Are you gonna t- are you gonna tune into season two? I'll give it. I'll give it a second chance. Okay, I, I will because I'm as I'm I'm at the very last episode of uh, the reboot actually. 
And I'm interested to see what direction they take it for a second season. Um, I kind of grew a little bit of attachment to Macy and her character, and I want to see where they go with like the whole like. So they hooked ding, you. Just Macy hooked me. <laughs> Macy hooked me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I do want to see where they want to go with the whole demon twist, and um, and and see. It's like you said, they have a new showrunner, so maybe maybe they can win me back over, and we'll see. Um, this is be fascinating because Tanya Saracho has a new show called Brujas coming out. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be, I don't know when that's dropping, but that w- sounds like it'll be competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see how they tackle it. She's the showrunner for Vita. Mm-hmm. Well, final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. What should people know about this season that... Now, what's your elevator pitch as to why people should get into Charmed? If you, like I said, if you've liked anything science fiction, nerdy, magical, if you liked Sabrina growing up, anything, anything magical, whimsical, like, <laughs> just just give it a shot. It's, it's interesting where they go with, like, the lore and everything from all the demons and, and like, mystical beings that they fight because they're, they're... They come from a, a place of different lores and histories throughout different cultures. So you're able to learn a lot of different things that you didn't really know that like people believed in. And of course, like superstitions and supernaturally, I'm not saying these are uh, like actual things, but it's just cool to see the different like beliefs and of like of the supernatural world that that other people believe in. I y'all was exactly correct about my. Thing. I'm just reading Which now one? that Jessica O'Toole, who's a writer, she told BuzzFeed News that the reason the redeveloped script was changed to the present day was because of the results of the 2016 oh, wow. U.S. presidential election. Wow. So I do imagine that probably did, if you're looking at when they were developing this, mm-hmm. might have really affected their writing. Yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. if you think of everything that was happening then. They were just going to make all those CW people watch this yeah. <laughs> and know... You know, but they they really did check all the boxes. They they have their person of color. They have a, a Latin. They have black. They have LGBT. They have Asian. It's a very inclusive show, and I love it. And I wish more shows could be like that. But it also feels like the a lot got lost into delving into that so deeply. It is hard because that is a note that you like. I'm working on a show, and that is, you know, one of our producers is Asian, and she was like, can we have an Asian character? It's like, of course. And then we want to have a black character. We want to have a Latin. Like, we just want to see ourselves mm-hmm. represented so badly yes. that I, I understand what you're saying, but it's, like, so hard when you, when it's finally your show, and you're like, I get to do this thing, and I'm going to – and then, but you don't want it to feel like uh, like the Power Rangers or, like, Captain yes. Planet where you're just, like, one of everybody <laughs> – um, not saying that that's bad, but you want it to feel organic yeah. is yeah. what you're saying. You don't want it. You don't ever want someone to say that about your show, that it yeah. just feels like you're checking off boxes. You want it to feel organic. And I imagine that, uh, you know, they were, they were coming up against a lot when this was being developed. And now that they've said what they needed to, I think that maybe with the future episodes, they can really... And with the success of a lot of the other, you know, um, Sabrina coming back, a lot of these other ones coming back, I feel like they can they can play around a little bit more, and yeah. hopefully they do. Omar, where can everyone catch you? 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Handsome Barman or Facebook Omar Allen A W L E N. Yay! Um, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M S D A N I F E R N A N D E Z. Thank you for everyone that has gotten merch from us. You can uh, tpublic.com/nerdificent. Tweet it at us. We will share it. We shared some last week. It was awesome, and uh, we love seeing your pics in in the merch. Everyone, stay nerdy. And staying spooky. Yeah, yeah. And as always, if you wide away, I F Y N W A D I W E on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch, Salt Squad, Discord.gg slash Salt Squad. And uh, as always, stay nerdy. Stay witchy. Stay nerdy. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.